FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 393 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. I'm your host, Jason. Four blades, two brains, and a ponytail venable. <laughs> That's right. That means it's a flashback episode, and this one's going to focus on when Wolverine meets Shatterstar. You may think to yourself, wow, that's all? <laughs> or maybe you're thinking, that's awesome. Either way, it is going to probably be a little on the shorter side, probably a, b- b- a bonus episode. Um, but yeah, covering Wolverine number 54. Um, you know... Wolverine, one of the most popular characters of the 80s and 90s, uh, especially by now. I mean, we're we're high, we're getting high into extreme overexposure with Wolverine. Um, he's making all the uh, the Wizard Comics top character list at this point and all that stuff. So, so I'm very much in the kind of height of Wolverine craziness. But Shatterstar was also one of those hot characters that debuted in the 90s. So, you know, he's definitely a product a product of the 90s. Not as much, say, as some of his other braided friends <laughs> who will come along in a few years. But, um, I mean, his style, his attitude, he, you know, he, he's 90s long shot, right? Um, you know, with an extra gruff and grit. Yeah, so, it only makes sense that these two would, would clash. Um, and we've already seen Wolverine show up. He showed up just before New Mutants turned into X-Force to kind of play with some of those guys and, and meet Cable for the quote-unquote not first time because they, they had an implied history. Um, and then some of the other would-be X-Forcers, but Shatterstar had not debuted yet at that point. He was just about to. Um, and so, you know, Wolverine's making up for lost time with his 90s crossovers, and he's going to pull Shatterstar into his book. Um, now, this is interesting. So, Wolverine 54 um, is Station Identification, and it's uh, written by guest writer Fabian Nicieza. If I said that right, I, I've actually heard people figure out the right way to say that before, but I don't remember. Um, I think that's pretty close. And then guest penciler, Derek Robertson. Guest inker, Don Hudson. And then Brousseau and Heisler are the letterers. And Kelly Corvisi is the colorist. And then the cover is also by Derek Robinson. Sorry, Robertson, not Robinson. Robertson. And it has Wolverine and Shatterstar facing off with a red background. Um, Wolverine is yelling at Shatterstar, grabbing a fistful of braids. His claws are out and reflecting in the light. And he's, Shatterstar has his double-edged swords on either side of Wolverine as Wolverine is leaning in. You know, we know he's shorter than Shatterstar, but he's, he's framed higher, so he's got 
got Shatterstar at a disadvantage and leaning in with his claws yelling as Shatterstar just grimaces for battle and he's always prepared for battle. You know, all things aside though, it's a pretty nice cover. Uh, Derek Robertson's one of those guys whose early stuff I find to be a little bit hit and miss, but this cover is really nice. And he'll go on to be an artist, I think, who has you know, a lot of a lot of good art to show. I was going to say good things to say, but uh, good art to show. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about his art more as we go through the book. But the cover is pretty nice. I definitely would have... Uh, at this point, I kind of dipped back out of the Wolverine solo series a little bit. Um, just for a couple issues. Actually, that's not really accurate. I didn't dip out. I just missed a few months. I don't know. I didn't miss X-Men, though, so I don't know. Something happened. Either the comic shop ran out of Wolverines or I didn't have enough allowance money. But I uh, skipped from 53 to, um, oh gosh, I want to say 60 or 61 when when the next uh, Sabretooth story is and Shiva comes back. Um... So I did not have this issue growing up. This is actually the first time I've ever read it um, for, for the podcast here. Um, so that was cool and a delight. It was interesting to see that uh, we get a break from Hammer Time. Uh, Larry Larry Hama taking a break. Um, I don't know really why. Uh, but yeah. So one thing of note that we will get pretty quick in this book. So I do want to mention on the cover... Uh, Wolverine is in his new 90s yellow and blue costume, right? Um, and we'll find that not necessarily to be the case in this issue. And I guess we'll talk about that as we go. But we're introduced. There is a a Morlock-type mutant. I don't think he's officially called a Morlock, but he's a um, he's kind of dwarvish. Uh, maybe... I almost like... That's not really the right word. Um... It's almost like a hunchback without the hunch. And then he has only four fingers. So three fingers and a thumb on each hand. And he's... Honestly, I don't know if he's really as <laughs> much disfigured as... He just looks like a kind of a Jack Kirby caricature. Like a like a mean guy. You know how Jack Kirby drew, like, mob bosses and stuff? <laughs> like all of that Dick Tracy-esque... Uh, just a, slightly, not really disfigured, but just a little bit ugly. Um, kind of what this guy looks like. Anyway, he's being chased down an alley by the vid kids who are... Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. He definitely is a Morlock. I apologize. It's right on the first page. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So, they're chasing the Morlock down the alley. I guess he's trying to escape back to the sewers. Um, you know, poor Morlocks. They cannot go to the surface without someone trying to kill them. <laughs> I'm not saying they should stay where they belong, because obviously that's terrible. But you might think that they'd just be like, okay, it's just not worth it to go up there anymore. But this guy went up, and he's getting chased by the big kids. Instead of finding love and acceptance, he finds this ragtag group of, like, post-apocalyptic punks? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> When they're dressed up kind of like heroes, kind of. There's a guy with a camera. There's a, there's a guy who's dressed like a a punk gang Wolverine. He looks like he has, like, if you've seen... I don't remember these being a thing back then, but it's the same kind of look. Um, 
Well, I guess they may have them with boxing boots. Anyway, if you've seen anything like the knee-high Chuck Taylors that, you know, laced all the way up and look kind of like boxing boots, but they're, they're not, um, this guy kind of has, like, yellow and blue, like, knee-high Chuck Taylors with little uh, Wolverine leg fins on them. And he's got, like, the tiger stripe yellow jacket with the squeeze ripped off. And he's got, like, the hair, and he's got some, some claws he attached to his arm. So, at first I thought we were going to have, like, a fake, like, a faux X-Men motif. But that's, he's really the only one, unless you count the girl with a bow staff as trying to be Gambit. But everyone else is just kind of like you have a girl with knee pads and thigh pads and like a fishnet shirt over a over a sports bra or something. And you have the guy with the cargo pants tucked into his red socks and he definitely has Chuck Taylors on. And the guy with the mohawk, um, a guy with a Lucille, <laughs> but like the bowling, it's like a bowling pin with nails in it instead of a bat. Um, yeah, you know, a, a guy with spiky metal knee pads. So, so Derek Robertson basically trying out for his new Warriors costume designs. Um, but yeah, uh, so they corner him in the corner with their selves. And so their idea, basically, if you've seen, you know, maybe a more modern play on this is, is people committing crimes for their YouTube channels. So it's kind of the same thing. Right, the big kids have the their their videos they're uploading. No, this is gosh, how do they explain the technology? I think they're just leaving the tapes and like the news station is playing them very irresponsibly. Um I'll have to reread part of this real fast. But anyway, they um they corner him, they throw a cue ball at the poor guy's head, they beat on him and they video the whole thing, and we do see it on the news. Um, let's see. Yeah, the VHS was delivered to Eyewitness News an hour ago, so they're dropping their tapes off of the news, and the news are just playing them, which seems kind of counterproductive to society, but I guess that kind of thing happens still now. But, yeah. Um, and watching this, and they've also tagged a church that, like, was, I guess, harboring mutants, and they put burn muni scum on the door. Anyway, watching this at their base is Shatterstar in his civvies. He's kind of intrigued and disgusted at the same time, but he's kind of like, well, it kind of reminds me of Mojo World, you know, violence for entertainment. So I kind of get that, but it seems like it's not very sporting, like, it's not very fair. So he kind of goes off, like, kind of with muddied intentions, like maybe the intention is just to try to make them be a little more honorable, or maybe the intention is to kick their ass, we don't really know, um, but he really, I mean, even he says it, he's just more intrigued than anything else, like, he just kind of wants to investigate it and see what's going on, so he's not immediately out for like a mission of justice, but just a kind of fact-finding mission, um, and so, uh, He's getting dressed in his uniform, including his cape. And Sam Guthrie comes in and says, You're getting ready to train? He goes, And he and it's really actually a pretty cool panel. Well, a close up, almost a life Feldian close up on Shatterstar's face, teeth gritted, and the two blades. He's like holding up his sword with his fist below his chin. And the two blades go up on both sides of his nose, like between his nostrils and his eyes. It's, 
It's a really cool look when he says, Tonight, I do not plan to practice. I plan to hunt. And uh, Robertson does a cool thing, like, so he has light reflecting off the blades. And they make, like, the circle and the crosses, but they also, and there's an X inside the circle. It's like, almost like an X-Men or X-Force, whatever logo. It's a pretty cool little thing. So he may not be ready to practice, but we go to the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters in Salem Center in New York, and we have Rogue and Wolverine getting ready to practice in the Danger Room. Now, so Wolverine is in his brown and orange, brown and tan costume, whatever you want to call it. So I'm not real sure why. I don't know if this is a story that was written earlier and they were just waiting for a place to stick it. Like like Larry Hama knew a break was coming up and the offices knew there was a break coming up so Marvel tapped uh, Fabian and Derek to do this story and that was before, even if it was right before, right? I mean, just a few months ago it would have been before. Um, they made the costume change, so maybe Robertson was not aware of the costume change. Maybe Jim Lee didn't share that design. Um, though the rogue costume matches the new costume. Now, I'm trying to remember if she had a little bit of that before Jim Lee, because she was more of a tweak than like a redesign. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe that doesn't work. I'm trying to remember now. But anyway, it does throw like a question mark on where the story falls. Because at this point, Wolverine has already ripped off the brown and yellow costume, or sorry, brown and orange, brown and tan, you know, quote unquote, never to wear it again. And he doesn't for quite a while. Um, but he's definitely in it in this costume, or in this issue. But they're fighting Neanderthal warriors and T Rexes and dinosaurs. And. I gotta say, it looks pretty good, especially the bottom page. I'm sorry, the bottom panel of that first Danger Room page. Robinson's Wolverine slicing through the robot caveman, and there's like springs and wires popping out with a Shrek. Um, it looks pretty nice. It's a pretty, pretty nice page. Pretty nice panel. So, Wolverine's kind of mansplaining things to Rogue about being ready and paying attention and not taking the Danger Room too lightly. She's like, oh, I got it, sugar. But then Magneto pops up, and she's like, Magneto? And I don't know if this is an error or not, but it's really cool because in the panel that shows her shocked face and she says Magneto, the word balloon is transparent. So we have, like, the border of the balloon in pink. So, like, the little, like, you know, arrow pointing to her mouth that says she's talking, right? And then the, the circle around it in pink. And we have Magneto in pink with a question mark and exclamation point. But it's not a white bubble. We see through those, the speech bubble to, to, I'm sorry, to Rogue's hair behind it. It's a really nice effect. Um, it looks cool. Anyway, she gets taken off guard and a Robo Magneto shoots her with a blast and knocks her down. And Wolverine uh, with another Shrek uh, cuts Robo Danger Room Magneto in half. And he kind of says, you know, Rogue, you got to be prepared for anything in the danger room. You know, you never know what's going to happen, so be be prepared. And she's like, I get it, I get it, whatever. She's kind of like, yeah, 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 I know. Just wasn't expecting Magneto, that's all. 
And then, <laughs> so, Robertson's rogue is a little awkward in some poses, and not like in an over-sexual way, just like, I don't know, like, she doesn't stand like a real person might stand. And then we have this weird panel of Wolverine taking off his cow. He's sliding it over behind his hair and has this really funny look on his face. Um, it's not bad. It just looks different than he looks the rest of the comic. Um, but he tries to be encouraging at the end. Don't, don't let it throw you off. Don't let your feelings for Magneto, you know, get in the way of, of the missions and... Uh, and she says, what's throwing me off is your lectures. And she pops him with a towel. Instead of a snacked, we get a snapped. Um, as he lights up his cigarette, and she pops him in the butt with a towel. Um, it's, it's a fun little interchange. kind of shows their friendship. Because remember, at one point, it almost seemed like Rogue was going to be the next kind of um, sidekick to Wolverine. Um, you know, there's a couple issues there where they had some, some missions together uh, before... Uh, Jubilee came along. Um, so, good. Anyway, my point is not that she should be a sidekick, because I think they actually went in better directions with, with those two, with their relationship. But it was, it was fun seeing that, that friendship and camaraderie a little more deepened. That was nice. And so, anyway, they're uh, figuring all that out, and um, Rogue's like, hey, want to watch the news? And she tells Wolverine about the big kids, and... You know, uh, she says, bunch of kids hunting Morlocks, hunting for sport, for fun. And Wolverine, who has very strict ideas on hunting, you know, remember he, his idea of hunting is playing tag with the animals, which is kind of cool, right? Instead of killing them, he just, he's working on his hunting skill when not actually harming the animals. As an animal lover, I, I like that. Um, anyway, he says, uh, Sport or fun, neither one's a reason to hunt, man or animal. Neither one's a good enough reason to hunt. We get a close-up on his face with his cigars. Actually, it's more of a cigarette. It's a straight-up cigarette. Um, with a cigarette face kind of blowing by his eye. And he's pretty upset. So the next panel is a really nice panel. We turn the page. We have Wolverine bathed in yellow light from the city. He's on a rooftop. He's crouched. Almost a Spider-Man type pose. It's a really, really nice page. So he jumps down and he finds one of the video cartridges and he smells it. He's going to track them. Going to track the big kids. Um, but he, he senses something and ducks just in time to miss a shyleet. And, and he can tell as fast as it goes that he almost got cut by a double-bladed sword. Then he sees Shatterstar. He doesn't know who Shatterstar is. Now, this first page of them kind of facing off looks really nice. Um, it's from kind of Wolverine's left side. And we see kind of past Wolverine and Shatterstar jumping down. I like Derek Robertson really, really gives Shatterstar like a, bill, a billowy pirate shirt, like a puffy shirt. <laughs> We get a nice snicked, and um, as Shatterstar jumps down, and and you know, think so. It's kind of the classic misunderstanding. They're both hunting down the big kids who are these monsters who are hunting Morlocks, and they both assume that the other is a video big kid. Shatterstar maybe saw the video of the guy dressed like Wolverine, though it's the new costume, so hmm. oh, that makes the costume choice even more interesting. You know, if he wouldn't have been so mad about 
the brown like when he got rid of the costume I'd say he was just wearing it you know because he wanted to wear something different I'm just not sure if it's emotionally where he is right now but I guess I don't know um anyway so they fight a little bit uh they both get some good kind of licks in though obviously neither of them really get cut up too bad um we get Zaz Vid, which Shatterstar likes to proclaim and exclaim as he hacks at Wolverine but can't get through him because the adamantium bones. He's like, who are you? And Wolverine gives a classic where he stabs Shatterstar to the wall with two his two outside claws. And, alright, I've been reading Wolverine a long time, right? In these flashback episodes, and this is something that maybe is more common now. And we've seen examples of where he, like the interrogation, right? Where he does two claws like around someone, or over under somebody's chin, around someone's face, and he kind of slowly pops a third claw to, to intimidate and threaten. Usually the perspective is from the side or from Wolverine's vantage point. I am what. Welcome to be proven wrong. If you got some evidence, throw it my way. I'm 99% sure this is the first time we get this gag, or gag's not the right word, this intimidation method from Wolverine, and we see the claw from the victim's point of view. So we get a really cool shot of Wolverine's face and the hand reaching towards the panel, two claws out, and the third clock coming right towards the viewer. It's it's very effective. It's it's a different play on that that move that Wolverine has, and it it works incredibly well. So big big kudos and hats off to Derek Robertson for for deciding to do that. Whether that was his idea or Fabian's idea, or they thought of it together, I don't know. But it's very very effective. Um, and we can see the fear on Shatterstar's face as well, and he's like. Claws, you're, you're, he says, Lord Wolverine, warrior of legend, arena warrior Shatterstar offers his sword to you. My life is forfeit. And Wolverine's like, I'm starting to like the kid. <laughs> but then he says, hey, shut up. Got your scent now. You're one of Cable's new ones, X-Force brat. So, now, I guess it was just the quickness of the fight. And maybe Shatterstar was too mad to pay attention. Because he sees the claws well before he gets up close and personal with them. But I guess, you know, you really get a good look (laughs) when it's about to stab your eye out. Um, And it took Wolverine a while to recognize, I I guess he smells cable on Shatterstar. Like, I know my dog can smell when I've been around other dogs. It's weird that Wolverine can fight Shatterstar, who I'm assuming has at least had a couple of showers. Um... And he smells cable on him and knows that he's an X-Force. And so they come to an understanding. And um, so Shatterstar says, you know, my whole life I've fought for sport, for entertainment. I just want to kind of see what these big kids are about. And Wolverine's like, this ain't a game. I'm here to put a stop to it. And Shatterstar's like, why? I don't think he's really thought of the victims yet. And Wolverine's like, come on, I'll show you. I got their scent. I'm going to go down to the tunnels. And so we see another, I guess, Morlock with a shopping cart on the surface, making a supply run. And the big kids sneak up on her. She starts running away with the cart. She actually is able to get into the tunnel, but 
the Morlock tunnel or towards the, the sewer in one of the tunnels and the big kids have her trapped so they think. We get a really cool panel where some of the guys are waiting in shadow and we see Wolverine and Shatterstar come out of the shadow and remove the guards. And then as they corner and start videoing they're about to beat the the Morlock, um, one at a time they disappear and as Wolverine and Shatterstar jump in. Now, this art's a little rougher in this fight. Not as good as the previous fights, I don't think. Um, but they, yeah, they have a melee. Um, Shatterstar has his swords out, which is... It matches what, what he had said recently to Warpath in X-Force when they were training, and Warpath was like, dude, put the swords away, we're training. He's like, no, I won't cut you with them, but I need them in my hand as part of, like, my balance and, and whatever. So he doesn't seem to be hacking through them. Though it does say that some are dead at the end. So I guess he probably is getting them. But Wolverine definitely does not have his claws out. He's just fighting. And so they fight their way through the big kids. Um, and they basically take care of the underlings. And then the A-team shows up. Um, and they're ready to go. And we got the guy with the pool balls again. Uh... I don't see fake Wolverine here. Anyway, they have a new video camera and they're ready to fight Wolverine and Shatterstar. And they jump in. And Wolverine says, you know what? Enough is enough. And we get a cool panel of him diving in like a yellow circle behind him. It's just kind of stylized, cool panel. And we see them fighting. And they fight the big kids. And, um... Yeah, they don't do too well. The guy with the pool balls throws one at Wolverine's head and just goes thunk. <laughs> and um, obviously doesn't have much effect. Uh, Shatterstar fights the lady with the uh, the blades and the swords and has her at a disadvantage. And is about to kill her when Wolverine stops him. Um, you know, he says... Shatterstar says something interesting here. He goes, uh, but Lord Wolverine, everything they do, everything they say, it's reflected in their eyes, their cameras, and I see myself in that reflection, and I do not like what I see. He says, but you don't kill them cold for it. He's like, what then? And we get a snicked right in front of Wolverine's face, and he goes, that's giving them what they want, the ultimate shot, their own deaths with the camera, the best way to punish a punk is to break their toys, or sorry, to take away their toys. So he cuts up all their cameras um, and leaves them in the sewer and hopes that it won't come back to bite them. Uh, he says, is it over then? The big kids have been stopped. Some killed, some hurt, some merely spiritually crushed. But is, it, is it enough to stop their ways? I do not know for sure. Um... But yeah, so him and Shatterstar, they go up on the roof, watch the cops arrest the kids. Um, and Shatterstar's like, TV on your planet is weird. And Wolverine's like, don't watch much. Um, and we get a little, I guess, moralizing here from Fabian. He says, at its worst, I figure it's an escape for people who don't want to work at making their lives mean anything. Um... And, you know, Shatterstar says, on my world, it makes it unbearable. It makes life unbearable. On this one, it makes life too lenient. Where do I fit in? Wolverine actually has a nice nugget of wisdom. He says, where the rest of us usually do, right in the middle. It's a good thing to remember, guys. 
most normal people are in the middle on a lot of things. Not not always. Sometimes it's important to take a side. You know, I think there are times where it's actually super important. I think in a lot of ways, in a lot of times, a stuff that's not as huge of a deal is good to remember that being in the middle or compromising is okay and finding your place and all that is, you know, find find what's true for you and let other people have their truth as long as long as it's not harmful. Right? I mean that's where you gotta draw the line. And we need to stand up for other people and not just yourself, right? But anyway, um intonations of current events all over that. Um so you know, uh Wolverine says he leaves the kid uh to kind of mope <laughs> and that's the end. So I think the art overall was pretty good. A couple of pages that weren't quite as good as the rest, but a lot of really, really good pages as well. And I thought I thought the story was pretty good. The big kids are kinda of dumb. But I feel like overall, um it's a fun story. I mean it's really action y, right? Which is fine. Um and seeing Wolverine and Shatterstar kind of fight together was cool. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Wolverine 54. Kind of a low four out of six claws, but I think I think it deserves four out of six claws. So, so that's Wolverine 54, Wolverine and Shatterstar together. Um, lots of blades, six claws, four swords, <laughs> or two swords, four blades. But um, yeah. So there you go. That's Wolverine 54. So, next up, we're going to keep going in the Wolverine Solo series. There's a lot of kind of under, uninterrupted story there that we're going to keep on, keeping on. Um, and we can continue to kind of build up some X-Books in the new comics so I can eventually get the Excalibros back on. But, um, yeah, that was a fun little issue. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, as always, for the podcast to go snicked, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at Snickcast. Show notes and stuff are at snickcast.podbean.com. Um, yeah. So, you know, everyone, there's a lot of stuff going on in COVID. Um, most of us, or I don't know, I don't know, most of us, at least some of us, I, I like to believe that most of us are are trying to to come to terms and, and think of maybe some new ways to stand up and, and balance against kind of the systematic racism or systemic, I guess is the word people prefer, uh, racism in our country, you know, through Black, black Lives Matter and, and different protests and, you know, all the COVID stuff and, and stuff opening and maybe too soon, maybe not, I, you know, a lot to be determined from that. People are arguing over dumb things like masks, just just wear the mask, man. It doesn't hurt you, and it could help somebody else. It's not, you're not giving in to the government, or whatever, okay? Just, you know, be be courteous to those around you, be kind. Um, You know, be an X-Man. Stand up for the oppressed and marginalized. That's what the X-Men are all about. So, do whatever your part is, right? Whether it's, you know, Amplifying things on on social media, or actually being able to participate in in protest, or or help people, you know, through through healthcare with COVID stuff. I mean, whatever whatever part you're doing, I I hope you're staying safe, staying well, 
Um, and just know that if you're doing the good work, I'm, I'm in your corner, uh, you know, and trying to do my part as well. Um, so just, but really just, just everyone out there, please be, be well. I, I it's, it's a tough time right now. I, I think guys like me that are a little bit uh, sensitive <laughs> this last several months have just been kind of heavy for me. Um, so I hope if nothing else, this podcast allows you to maybe escape some of that weight. I know it does for me. Like doing this, reading the books, talking about them. It's even better with guests, and we'll, we'll have guests again. Should should be by next episode. Um, get some schedule back under control. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just the whole the whole podcast process for me is just a way to kind of release some of that weight. And so I hope if nothing else, that that taking some time out to to listen to me ramble about comic books you know maybe that gives you some release from that weight as well or or maybe it's not really bothering you that much but it definitely has been heavy for me but i on the flip side of that as well as you know keeping up with the podcast i've also been really getting back into working on music and kind of letting (laughs) yeah i don't know i think it's valid that i can say I, you know, there's a lot on my plate and I haven't really had time. Some of the times it also feels like an excuse. So I've kind of shoved that to the side and really been focusing and working on some music. Um, if you want to check out, uh, you can follow at the Blast Elastic on Twitter. That's the Blast, like a, an explosion. Elastic, like in your underwear. <laughs> no, not why. It, that's not where the name comes from. <laughs> I'm not sure why I went there first. But, um, oh, I know why. Because I read, uh, the pirates who love underpants to Oliver for uh, bedtime tonight. And there's a bit about uh, the plan is fantastic. We'll cut their elastic. Um, and then they, he does, and they trip over their underwear because they won't stay up. <laughs> it's a fun little story if you've never read it. But anyway, uh, the Blast Elastic is kind of my new name for the last year or so. Um, of whatever my musical projects are going to be, both as, as a solo artist and on those times when I have a band, which I have not had in a while, probably since before Emmett was born. And I just haven't really had the chance to make getting out and practicing and rehearsing. Um, I miss it, and we'll hopefully do it again someday. But that has not kept me from working on stuff on my own, and I don't really know why I'm rambling about this, other than there's just to say that You know, some of what is going on around me right now has really sparked and given me motivation to reuse my voice. Um, and so, anyway, as some of that gets nearer to completion, I will share more about where you can find some of that music um, if you want to hear. <laughs> Probably the one of the most political songs I've ever written. You can go to... Uh, theblastelastic.bandcamp.com um, I have a song called uh, Campaign Season that I wrote back during the last presidential campaign um, and it's uh, I don't know, I like it it's not I don't claim to be like the best singer in all of the world, right? I think I do okay um, that that actually that, that song did, I did have a band that was uh, before kind of one of the last things we recorded before we kind of Anyway, enough of all that. But, yeah. Um, back to my original point. I just I hope everyone, please stay safe, stay well, and uh, be kind to each other. 
do what the X-Men would do, right? Well, the X-Men on their good days, I guess. <laughs> Under the right writers. <laughs> I guess I have to clarify that. But, um, all right, well, that's enough. So until next time, everybody, hugs and snicks. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. And snacked. <laughs>